0: Hello and welcome to the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. This podcast is designed to empower you with the knowledge to live a healthy and happy life, to banish the years of yo-yo dieting, heal your relationship with food, make lifelong changes to your health by learning evidence-based nutritional techniques with self-compassion, mindfulness and behaviour change to feel more accepting and confident both in your mind and your body we'll likely be adding a little bit of feminism, some sass and some humour along the way. I hope you enjoy and thank you for tuning in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. You're joined by me, your host Rebecca and of course, as always, my wonderful sidekick Edith. Now today, the first episode of 2024. Happy New Year, everybody. I hope you all had a wonderful festive period and you're looking forward to a bright and healthy new year. Now today, this episode is going to help you set up your diet for success. It's going to take you away from the years of dieting despair that has held you back so that this year you make it the year that you achieve your fat loss and you sustain it in a healthy and balanced way. And by that, we're going to take you through 10 things that will make your January diet harder, unsuccessful and unsustainable. And then, how to successfully set up your diet with the key attributes and behaviors that you need for sustainability. And right now, it's rife. It really is. To the point where I actually think diet culture is making somewhat of a comeback, which is not music to my ears. In fact, it's a stab to the heart. Things are making headway more than ever before methods overcomplicating your nutrition with having you manage your blood sugar levels, send off your stool samples. And then we have coaches telling you to intermittent fast to manage your hormones, spike your metabolism and manage your menopause. It's pretty scary. And shockingly, it is likely no surprise that the dieting industry is worth billions. And I mean billions year on year. But you know, with this, and the damage that I see is the scarcity put on people. The vulnerability and the insecurities these approaches prey on. They play on your heartstrings. And many fall into limiting beliefs and self-fulfilling prophecies around their actions. And actually, interestingly, I had a conversation with a client this week who had manifested a self-fulfilling prophecy for months of following the same behavioural pattern. It was that she would quote-unquote, always overeat at the weekend. And because of this belief, she would follow patterns that look like trying to meticulously control and restrict her intake in the week. And the reason being was, she went to a slimming, uh, slimming group on a Friday to get weighed. So she wanted to see a reduction in the scales. So she would then restrict all week to see the reduction, but because of the over-restriction, she would fall into the overeating. And this had then manifested into this story she told herself. And this became a continuous cycle for her and actually we it really did prevent her achieving her results and we were having this chat because now she's recognized that that belief is no longer there and that now every day feels so much calmer and that she's not overeating at the weekend due to over restriction and actually she's not now governed just by a set of scales and this is where that like scarcity the vulnerability and the urgency Preying on things that you're told are the most important thing about you is really damaging mentally and physically. You're told in society from diet culture that your body weight and body shape is the most important thing about you, and that you should forever be trying to change that. And then you've got these dieting dieting groups as such that literally focus your entire markers of success on metrics, on data. And because you have now this belief that you need to lose weight in order to be accepted, validated, worthy enough, you follow extremes. But there's no sustainability in that. Can you genuinely see yourself forever being governed by a set of 20 pound scales from Boots? Can you forever see yourself cycling through these yo-yo diets? Frankly, you deserve so much more than that. You really do. Now, January has this urgency. It's a bit like a Monday, isn't it? Coupled with the New Year's resolutions, which I actually do believe are a load of tosh, I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. I believe in setting goals for the year, short-term and long-term goals. But New Year's resolutions can come with somewhat of a hype and it's like a blueprint in society. So your New Year's resolutions must look like stopping smoking, must look like losing weight must look like doing more exercise because that's what you're told on social media and in society they should be how about your new year's resolutions are this year i'm going to be more courageous this year i'm going to be more resilient this year i'm going to say yes to more things this year i'm going to be more patient i don't know you know this year is the year of love this year is the year of growth this year is the year of connection and i think that way you can align this um your quote quote resolution or your goal for the year to your values to what's most important to you so if you value love maybe this year is the year of relationships maybe this year is the year of finding that connection because you value love then your actions and your behaviors are aligned with your values not just doing something because society tell you to and because it's all over social media right now so With January though, it can, can come with this desire to enter a fat loss phase. And you know, I sit on the fence of autonomy. I genuinely believe everyone, everyone should have the capacity to make a decision for themselves. One that is value aligned, as I said, and sets you up for a life of success. Which inevitably means not falling into the expense of diet culture and fad methods and having worked with hundreds of clients to heal their food and body relationship and sustainably lose weight and gone through my own personal journey of 85 kilo weight loss and now sustaining it for nearly a decade along with all the evidence-based background that I have there has been many lessons learned many 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 and this podcast is designed to help you with the lessons that you probably need to learn in order to set you up for a sustainable fat loss. We're going to take you away from the beliefs that you currently hold that are hindering your dietary success and consider changes to set you up for that healthy approach. So that ultimately, when you get to December 2024, January 2025, you're not back where you're at now. In fact, you've made the changes that you need to sustain your behaviours, your actions in line with your goals, your values, your health. Because just remember, just remember this, health is with you for life. This journey is not one that you should just be on for six weeks. The changes that you make should be there for the rest of your life. And at the end of this, you'll also have something pretty exciting and pretty cool that you don't want to miss, but you've got to wait until the end for that. I'm I'm not giving it away now. So let's go. The mistakes that you are making with your approach and the things you definitely want to avoid. These red flags, you could pay a carnival with them and I'm sure there's one or more of these that you've fallen into but now is the time to let go. Let go of these limiting beliefs and self-fulfilling prophecies and these behaviours that have held you back. So number one, you remove all the food out of your diet having had an indulgent time over the festive period This avoidance is ultimately heightening the novelty of the food and is going to be a gateway into disordered eating and overeating patterns. Avoidance is never the answer. Number two, you overly restrict your intake. You bring your calories down too far. In essence, making your diet miserable and too challenging to adhere to. 1,200 calories for the majority of people is too low. Now, there will be some people who likely do need to diet on 1200 calories, but that is the minority, not the majority. The aim of a successful diet is to eat as many calories as you can while still achieving your goals, not slam them, increase your hunger, send your hormones into an overdrive and only be able to adhere to it for a very short period of time. Imagine, right, if you say to yourself, I'm going to eat 1200 calories and you manage three days, Before you're then eating two and a half thousand calories? What if you did a full week at 1600 calories? Then you're not ravenous. Then you're not falling into overeating, over restricting cycles. Number three, you overhaul your life. You go full pelt at the gym sessions with such high expectations that you can only stick to it for a short length of time. Realistically speaking, you have high commitments. Maybe you've got children. Maybe you have a high work output. The exercise routine and the regime that you follow now should be one that can realistically fit within your life. I genuinely have clients doing 10-minute circuits at home because they've got four jobs, children and a life that they're trying to maintain. And they can consistently do that and they do, week on week. Number four, you're doing it from a place of guilt and shame. This Christmas, you've convinced yourself that you ate way too much, that now you're calling yourself malice, unhelpful names, and the easiest way is to just undo it and go straight into a fat loss phase. Carl Rogers, a really good quote that I like. When I accept myself just as I am, then I can change. You cannot change from a place of guilt and shame, a place of hatred. There is no compassion. And compassion is a fundamental part of a healthy journey. Number five, you're telling yourself you will, quote unquote, get back on it as if you've fallen off this imaginary track. Health isn't a track. It's a journey that takes many directions. And actually, this language instills a belief that you have done something wrong, which can then impact a failure thought process. And if you've been in the dieting industry for a myriad of years, you won't be able to seek the feedback from the failure. And actually, with a healthy journey, it's about adaption. It's about flexibility. It's about leaning into times of your life and accepting that there may be times you do overeat, that it's joyful, that it's connection, that it's celebration, that it's love. And actually, you don't need to get back on it you just return to your normal eating behaviours. Like the. you can even hear it in the language, right? Oh, today I'm getting back on it. Or today I'm just returning to how I used to be eating. Like there's two ways. One's nourishing, one's punishing. Diet culture instills the punishment. Number six, you're going to eat all the quote unquote good food in January and decline any social events because you've decided you need to be perfect with your diet. Misalign to your values. It's never going to be sustainable. Number seven, you've spent hundreds of pounds on quote-unquote detox things like Simprove because you've convinced yourself your body needs cleansing. Your body has the magical ability to detox itself. Convincing yourself of these probiotics and these ludicrous things only impacts you financially. It does absolutely nothing for your body. Your body is amazing. You do not need a cleanse or a detox. Number eight, you haven't considered your values and how the approach you are taking may impact them to a point where this is unsustainable. Number nine, you haven't considered the long term. The hardest part of dieting is realising that in order to keep it off, you will have to continue living like this forever. An unsustainable approach only leads to an unsustainable weight loss. Number 10, your unwillingness to fail. You have a belief that failing is bad which sends you into a spiral each time life throws you a curveball and it will continue to throw you curveballs and you will never build resilience. And like self-compassion, resilience is a key attribute to every successful dieter. And in reality, any dietary intervention, whether it's fat loss, food relationship, body image, should add value to your life and make you feel better. By doing any one or more of these things, it will take away from your life. It will impact your success. And can you see yourself realistically sustaining these behaviours? Are they helpful or are they hindering to your food and body image? Are they something you'd recommend to your best friend, your children? Likely not. I can't imagine now any of you listening to this with dependence would be saying to them that you need to go on a detox and a cleanse because it's likely that your children had a little bit more chocolate over the festive period, a few more meals out, you know, but you wouldn't then be saying to them, you need to lose weight now, you need to have these probiotics, you need to go and spend hundreds of pounds on detoxes. You wouldn't be doing that because you care for them. And in reality, the best diet is the one you can consistently adhere to, one that makes you feel good, one that you enjoy, and one that adds value to your life. There is no one size that fits all. So check in with those 15 sins from Slimming World, because shockingly, we are all different, unique, special, with different lifestyles, different commitments from different cultures. We have different environments, financial statuses. There is so much to this process. And the only difference between your fat loss and your maintenance is the amount of energy that you will consume. If your diet differs wildly from your normal weight of eating, you will regain the weight. Taking the time now to cultivate an approach that works for you is the most powerful way to enjoy your diet and finally lose weight for good. And the other element is support. The biggest barrier is human behaviour, why we eat, how we eat and what that food is serving us. Health is so multidimensional. Pulling in all areas to incorporate a healthy and happy life is fundamental on this change. If you're looking for a sustainable and balanced approach to your fat loss where you end the cycle of yo-yo dieting, banish food guilt, quit the all or nothing and finally lose weight and keep it off, you need to broaden your horizon to more than food. Consider your mindset, your intentions and awareness the three key pillars in behaviour change. And we know sustainable fat loss comes with behaviour change. And that behaviour change is not banging calories in my fitness pal and hitting 10,000 steps on your watch every single day. So here's where to begin. Instead of thinking, what do I need to remove from my diet? Consider what can I include within my diet? An inclusive approach is essential. It really is. If you want to avoid falling into heightened novelty and overeating certain foods, you have to include them. It will feel vulnerable to start with, but banishing trigger foods is essential, especially given the food environment that we live in. It's a key process that all of my clients go through at the very start of their journey. Number two, eat three satiating and filling meals based around protein, vegetables, carbs, fruits and accessorised with dietary fats. Ensure your first meal of the day is adequate and eat at regular intervals throughout the day. Banking calories until the evening is the biggest red flag especially if you've fallen into overeating previously. Factor in daily movement, three resistance training sessions a week, walking, exposure to the outdoors. Start with a couple of 15 minute walks and build from there. And resistance training can be anything from 10 minutes to 45 minutes. And as I said, I have clients doing circuits at home because they are hella busy and cannot get to the gym. Movement for your health, not for your body and not for calorie burn, but for long-term health. Incorporate some sort of reflection or journaling each day to help you recognise the wins, learn from setbacks and build on resilience. This will also aid in supporting emotional awareness and recognising triggers or situations that can lead to unhelpful behaviours and reframing these failures as feedback and allowing yourself the opportunity to learn from things that have happened. That way, when you learn, you adapt should you be exposed to this situation again in the future. Use a lot of different markers to measure your success, including how your clothes feel, how your mood is, how your energy levels are, how your fitness is feeling, how your libido is, how your confidence is, and perhaps take some body measurements. Qualitative data is so useful And more so can help you explore how your fat loss journey is making you feel. Play the long game. With a focus on your behaviours, do not slam calories to, quote unquote, get in and get out as fast as possible. Rather, take an approach that allows the flexibility, allows the adaptability, allows you to enjoy your life and simultaneously adds value to your life by making you feel better along the process. Maintain your social life. Please maintain your social life. Learning the art of compromising and ensuring you are never sacrificing any aspect of your behaviours towards any of your values. At the Thrive With Life Method, we help you hold multiple truths to all of your values that encompasses your goals. Ensure you are doing it for you. Genuinely, this is so important. Understand how your goal fits your life, how it aligns to your values and how it is going to positively impact you. Don't do it because diet culture tells you you need to come the 1st of January. So as a bit of an example, right? Because when I chat to clients, one of their top three, five values isn't necessarily health but say one of them is family. Okay. And they have this goal of fat loss. And it's like, okay, how does fat loss work alongside your family value? And it's maybe that you are carrying excess body weight right now. And you've got dependents, you've got small children, and you want to be able to run around after them. And you want to be able to do so for a number of years feeling free in your body. Well, in that case, A fat loss goal does align to your value of family because, in losing body fat and increasing your fitness levels, increasing your body confidence, actually, you'll have the capacity to run around after them for a myriad of years. So, it's not that you have to value health, but it's understanding how this aligns. So, if you value love and connection and you're not confident in yourself at the minute, Would fat loss help with that confidence with the behaviour change? Would it help increase your self worth so that you have the courage to go out dating this year and seek the love and connection? Or is it that you're preoccupied by food and you're lacking connection when you're out socially and all you're thinking about is the food? And if you're doing this work with your food relationship, is that going to help reduce the preoccupation and allow you to connect on a deeper level? You see, there's so many avenues in which. Your goals subjectively can feed into your values and understanding that is fundamental. Nurture your food relationship and body image along the way. Getting curious about anything that came up that previously presented as a red flag. Ensuring these are taken care of first and foremost. And that actually, ensure you're starting from a place of acceptance, knowing you're enough as you are and recognising the change you want to make. But never starting from a place of guilt and shame, as I mentioned. All or nothing avoidance. If your food relationship isn't healthy, and I mean healthy in inverted commas here, because again, that's so subjective, a healthy relationship with food feels different on everybody. But if you're going into a fat loss phase and you haven't taken care of your food relationship, you're basically putting a plaster on a dirty wound that over a period of time will become infected and will need longer, a more in-depth healing process in order for you then to embark on your fat loss phase, you know? And I get it because January is telling you to diet right now. But this is where your values and aligning everything to you, understanding your why... And embarking on the reasons true to you is so important. Consider whether or not the approach you begin with is one you can sustain for the next five years. And I genuinely mean that. So the Kevin at Hall study that I cite quite a lot, 80% of dieters regain their weight and more after five years because they solely focus on food. There's no intervention considering behaviour change, which is the most fundamental part in terms of sustainability. So if you're doing things now, if you're avoiding chocolate now, if you're doing seven days exercise now, if you're not getting adequate rest, if you're not socialising, if you're not connecting, if you don't know your values, if you're not working through emotional awareness and stress management, can you genuinely see yourself with the curveballs that life is going to throw at you for the next five years sustaining this? You don't want to get to the summer and have blown off your diet because you started it from such a rigid, rule-based guilt-ridden place so really do consider that and this is where just coming back to playing the long game because fat loss is not a race it's not that you lose two stone in a month and then you get a gold star and great losing two stone in a month well done but that's not sustainable fat loss sustainable fat loss is losing two stone in a month and keeping it off five years later And if you can't sustain your approach, again, your fat loss will be unsustainable. And get support. I cannot stress this enough. Get support from an evidence based coach. Having a support network is one of the most fundamental parts of your journey. It brings a sense of security. And actually, when participants were studied, the researchers concluded they are more likely to be creative take risks, pursue their dreams when they felt safe, reassured and you can then turn your attention to parts of your life that bring meaning and it's likely that the entire focus of your life has been on your weight and shape. Rather when you've got that support network, when you've got that reassurance you're able to scratch a little bit deeper, recognise the joy in life, the gratitude because you've got somebody Who's taking care of you along your journey and that's exactly what I do just saying (laughs) but I get it you know it can feel daunting to begin with especially with when this work is far deeper than just tracking your sins hitting your calories but you know you've tried that for years you've cycled through those notions and had no lasting results real fat loss is sustaining your results five years later not five weeks later and don't fall into another sunk cost this year and cycle through another method that will only impact your food and body relationship in a negative manner instead as Brené Brown teaches us courage is fear walking be courageous with the change you need a steer in a new direction that is protective supportive and sustainable in an individual and subjective way. Sure there will be challenges along the way but I argue those challenges are far better than remaining where you are fixated and preoccupied with food. Yo-yo dieting through life, you deserve more than that. When you look back on your life you want to have happy memories, joyful moments, connection, love you don't want to then be thinking about all the years you spent dieting fixated on your food and on your body. Now, luckily for you, I have the one thing you need. It's a free month group coaching. A better you. This is going to end the misbeliefs around food rules. Get realistic with your expectations. End the battle of all or nothing. And finally, finally, have the start of an approach that you can adhere to for the rest of the year with behaviours that add value to your life, i.e. giving you the tools so that when you end 2024, you haven't got this same thought process going into 2025. You'll feel healthier, happier, more confident. You'll get access to me, your coach, six days a week. You'll get daily habits to tick off. You'll get an exercise programme and nutrition guidance. You'll get a live webinar delivered each week and you'll get access to a group of people on the same journey as you. Again, the support network is invaluable. We begin on Monday the 8th of January and we're going to be taking you through these steps and picking those limiting beliefs and self-fulfilling prophecies so you've got an approach that adds value to your life on a very individual and subjective manner. And you know, if you continue on a one-to-one basis, there's a 50% offer for the first month. You genuinely do not want to miss this. January, free month coaching. You can sign up in the details below. And if you have any questions about setting up your fat loss for the year, if any of this has brought some curiosity to you and you're like, oh, okay, I just want some reassurance with that, please drop me a message. Thank you so much for tuning in and have a wonderful, wonderful day.